Onside Kick Family Hour. We are uh, we're here in spite of some uh, recording audio hookup troubles on my end, Stephen. So how are you today? I'm doing great. How about you? Oh, you know, computer wrestling aside, I think I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's just one of those days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on with this thing, but I found a uh, found a little bit of a workaround, and we got it. Uh, and we're good to go here. So we got a we got week sixteen to talk about, man. But it's we can't really jump into week sixteen until we revisit a few things from week fifteen because I don't know that I've ever seen quite so many of the NFL's weirdest, least popular rules on display in one Sunday of games as I have last week. Yeah, you got the, the touchback, which everybody hates. And, of course, what is a catch? Oh, yeah. Once again, a popular topic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, if they'd have brought back the tuck rule, that would have been just, you know, that would have been the icing on the cake. <laughs> I Well, let's start with the catch rule, because that one kind of had some pretty big ramifications for the AFC standings. I mean, I think the Steelers, you know, Probably would have won that game had that been ruled, had Jesse James' touchdown been ruled a catch. But uh, it was not ruled a catch because, well, I'm really not 100% sure why. I guess that he caught the ball, but it wasn't secured when he hit the ground. Is that kind of, I mean, that's kind of the, the reasoning they gave for that, right? It is. And I, I don't agree with it, just to be honest with you. Um, I feel like... Um, one easy fix would help in these situations. And that is this. If you have enough control of the football to bring it in and then reach it back out, whether to be, get a first down or a touchdown, that's a catch. You can't possibly reach out a ball if you don't have possession <laughs> of it. That's yeah. a fucking catch. I don't care if he hits the ground. I don't care if he goes to the moon. If you have enough control of the football to bring it in and reach it back out, that's a catch. They add that into the rule, and then I don't think we have these situations. But even with the current rule, okay, his knee hit the ground first. Yeah. To me, that's a catch at the point where he his knee hits the ground and he has possession. But now, because you have these rules, oh, well, if he goes to the ground – and you know loses control and then the nebulous part of the rule is there's no set amount of time you have to have the football before it comes out of your hand before you say it's a catch yeah so i mean he literally had the football long enough for his knee to hit the ground and then reach the ball out but they still said it wasn't a catch and the thing that really i guess above and beyond everything else being absurd about that play was the fact that the ruling on the field was a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't like they just said the the the, the, the uh, call stood or what have you. They actually overturned the call on the field to make this call, and that's what I think pisses people off more than anything else. If you just go with the call on the field, then I think most people are going to be like, whether it's a catch or not a catch, I just think most people be like, well, they just. You know, there wasn't enough video evidence. We all know that it's hard to tell what a catch is these days. So just stand with the call. But if, for you to overturn something that the refs have already seen is a call, and the reason why they're saying it's a call, because they can fucking see with their own eyes that a guy has possession? <laughs> yeah. Well, then now you're just pissing in my face and telling me it's rain. <laughs> so I, I just, you know, that's the part I think, like I said, that, that got me more than anything else is that, it was ruled a touchdown on the field. It was such a big fucking play. And you felt like you felt so secure in yourself that you watched this, even though nobody knows what a catch is these days, and decided, you know what? That's enough info for me. I think it is, it wasn't a catch, and I'm going to overturn this. I just think it's amazing. It's amazingly stupid. It's amazingly just foolish. And sooner or later, you're talking about – we talk about all these factors of people turning off the game. Yeah. People are going to get sick and tired of the refs. Not even the refs. Some dude literally in the office <laughs> in hundreds of miles away deciding a fucking game on something like that. 
when all you had to do was say, just stand on the, the official's call on the field. Yeah. And you know what's amazing is I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if when summer rolls around or when spring rolls around and they get the competition committee back together, if this catch rule doesn't come up again and they make some other stupid-ass clarification of it. Because I'm telling you, I, I think at least three times since the Des Bryant catch against the Packers in the playoffs, or I'm sorry, non-catch against the Packers in the playoffs, they've issued at least a couple clarifications. And I swear to God, every time you sit there and you listen to it and your eyes just glaze over because it's like algebra. I mean, it's just like algebra in the sense that it's just like it's so confusing and just can't understand a damn word they're saying anymore. And And like the more I listen to it and the more I try to understand the catch rule as applied in practice, it just, I, I'm just dumbfounded by it. I mean, it's just, it's amazing what a mess they've made with this. Right. And, and they didn't have to. No. Really, truly, the one rule that I felt like they got right was when they changed the uh, the rule from our game in the, in the 99 uh, NFC Championship game, where uh, is you know, even if the football hits the ground, if you had control of it before that, yeah, uh, it counts as a catch. That's the Burt Emanuel rule. Yeah, people remember. But other than that, man, to me, to be honest with you, they made much too big a deal of this from that Calvin Johnson play in the first fucking yeah. play. Right? Yeah, I mean, I just felt like that was just a dumb one-off play, and you, you could have just moved on from that. But then you decided, well, we're gonna clarify, and your clarification actually made the shit more uh subjective yeah i mean literally <laughs> how many we've seen so many times where a guy is taking literally four steps with the fucking ball going to the ground and they just said going to the ground supersedes him having the football for four steps <laughs> and said it's not a catch and this is the replay official saying this, <laughs> not the referee on the field yeah and that's the part that, that just ah oh, it's so irritating because most of the time we really do know what what a catch is yeah, like I said before, you cannot bring a ball in and stretch it out with ha- without having possession. You just can't do it. If you're bobbling it up in the air, that's one thing. If you have possession enough to bring it in and stretch it out, I don't give a shit what happens at the end of that. Yeah, it's a catch. Yeah, and so I, I mean, it's just it's like the more they they add to it, the more confusion they cause. We we even talked about this some years ago. Just you know, make it foolproof yeah because as long as you don't it's always going to be that gray area there and it seems like that you know what it almost seems like it seems like the replay official is so hell-bent on enforcing that part about going to the ground yeah that they actually err on the side of it being not a catch rather than just letting their eyes tell they they look at it and say well he went to the ground so i gotta make sure that it didn't wiggle, but they don't notice <laughs> anything before that. You know what I'm saying? They just discount anything before that. That's why so many times they miss a guy, you know, taking three fucking steps when you only need two, and they're still so focused on them going to the ground. Yeah. So that's what I I just feel like they have got to idiot-proof this thing or just throw the shit out in the first place. Yeah. No, and you're right. I mean, and, and that's the, the football move thing was what was so – over the last couple times they tried to clarify this, the the football, the must-make-a-football move part of that, it was the one thing that kind of tripped people up and stuff. Well, this time it was like <laughs> the guy the guy made obvious football moves. <laughs> just like... With his knee already on the ground. Yeah. I mean, one knee equals two feet. That's a catch. And you just you, uh, get your football or your... I don't care if you got a the, the tennis ball or a basketball. And try to bring it to yourself and pull it out and tell me you don't have possession. Try to do that without actually having possession of that ball. You can't do it. No. If you do it, the, the ball is going to go flying out of there. Yeah. It's not going to, you know, dribble on the ground once you hit the ground. You have to have possession. That is a football move. That, simple clarification. A football move should include pulling the football to you and then stretching it back out. Yeah. And 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 then you idiot proof it, but until then, well, that idiot in my in an office miles away in air conditioning <laughs> is gonna keep turning overturning these calls, and it was hugely costly. The Steelers didn't have to turn around and throw an interception. No, <laughs> but still, I mean, it was it, that should have been the game. They, they earned a win that was taken from them. Yeah. 
Yeah, and against the Patriots, too, which, you know, America's just going to love that in the first place, you know? <laughs> I mean, right, right. Yeah. I mean, um, not like they've been lucky the last few yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not, not like things are shined on their, on, on their faces. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, not like anyone anyone thinks that they get the you know that the Patriots get the benefit of the doubts on the calls anyway. Right. Not, nobody <laughs> thinks it's a setup. Nobody thinks the fixes the fixes in with yeah. the Patriots. Nobody, except for Patriots fans. They really don't. You know, I mean, they. I'm sure they are pop lefty. Well, what do you mean? Oh no, not a call. Yeah, no. Really. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, that's what always impresses me about Patriots fans is the persecution mentality. For a fan, for a team that's won five Super Bowls, right? Like, how can you feel? How can you feel persecuted? How can you feel run down? I don't think they understand. Like, they would have to go back to a generation before them. Those Patriots fans, no pain. Yeah, but these new Patriots fans, they don't know shit. <laughs> Sit up there, woe is me online, man. You better talk to some Bucks fans or some Browns fans. I was looking up the other day, man. I, look. It's been over like over a decade that they won nine games uh, in Cleveland. I think it, somebody uh, I, I saw something on Twitter about uh, fans not being happy with with winning nine games, and I just I was like, I wonder how long it's been since the Browns fans have experienced this. And it was like 2003 or some shit, oh, something crazy like that. So don't don't talk to us Patriots fans about everybody being against you and, and all of that shit. Y'all don't know pain. I'm a Bucks <laughs> fan. I, I know pain. And a Tennessee volunteer fan. I know pain, all right? <laughs> y'all not even experience a mild inconvenience. So just, just calm down. Well, you know what's crazy about it, too? It's like because of that call, like you get that whole chaotic scenario after that with the like – Hey, let's, I mean, where have we seen this decision go bad before? Let's run a slant against the Patriots from the two yard line. But, you know, <laughs> and interestingly enough that I guess that someone was saying that that would have been Antonio Brown's route, but he wasn't triple coverage. So I don't know, even with triple coverage, as great as Antonio Brown is, it still might not have made much of a difference, but. Right. Uh, but the, you know, the real problem, everybody looks at that play and obviously it was pretty much ended the game with the interception, no doubt. It was a play before that, that where they fucked up, though. <laughs> you you put the, the game in the hands of, I think, Darius Hayward Bay. Yeah. On, on like, a, a play where it was very likely, and he did end up getting tackled inbounds, which which had the, 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 the clock continue to run and made it such a chaotic situation in the first place. First of all, Ben knows better than that. You got to throw that ball in the end zone. You cannot throw that ball short <laughs> yeah. because that's how you end up in that situation where – not knowing whether y'all want to spike it or go for it. Yeah. So that that's the first problem. And then you, you can't decide what you want to do. And then, look, he had plenty of time not to throw that football. He didn't just throw it blindly. I mean, it, this was much worse than Russell Wilson. Most, Russell Wilson made a blind throw yeah. in, in the Super Bowl. Basically, once he started his throwing motion, he couldn't stop it. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger pumped and said, Oh shit! Wait a minute. He's triple covered, but if I wait another second, he'll be quadruple covered. <laughs> now I'll throw it. I mean, I mean, he took the time to figure out that if he just waited a little bit longer, the chances would go up that it would get intercepted. I mean, that was just you talk about bad decisions and bad throws. You won't find many worse than that. I, I can, and I don't give a shit if somebody was telling him not to clock it or to clock it. It's like he had a huge brain fart as soon as the ball snapped. Because yeah. he saw it. He saw it, man. He saw that this guy was covered. And he was like, mm, fuck it, I'm going to throw it in him. <laughs> Look well, at it again. Look at it again, man. Yeah. He had time to not do that. I think if Russell Wilson had time, he wouldn't have thrown it. Ben Ross was like, fuck it. If I wait a little bit longer, it'll be even worse. Well, and there was enough time in that in the course of that play that like they snap the ball and like it looks like they go for what I mean, there was enough time there that I was able to run through my like the fake spike scenario and through my Oh, it's a fake spike, it's a fake spike. And just enough time to think about Matthew Stafford and Dan Marino and the fake spike. And then he throws the inter and you know, you look up again and it's like, Oh fuck, interception shit. <laughs> The end of that—that that was the, the end of that game was crazy. 
I mean, you get that Patriots touchdown drive where Rob Gronkowski has those three huge catch, catches. And no joke, totaled 69 yards on those catches. And then you get... Nice. Nice, nice. <laughs> and you get the Steelers play with Juju Smith-Schuster on the ensuing drive. With, that's like 70 or so yards. 77 yards, I think. It's just amazing. It sets up that whole mess at the end of the game. And now, because of that fucked up call with the catch rule you're probably going to see there's a good chance at any rate you're going to see the patriots and the Steelers again but now because of that call it's probably going to be at foxborough right uh and, and, and it might not happen you just don't no, know it might not i mean it, it probably you know they had a better chance i think of happening if the Steelers win that game but i i, I don't know i don't know if the Steelers is going to actually end up seeing them no matter where it's at, it definitely won't be at Heinz Field, but still. Yeah. And those Jaguars keep moving up. Yeah. You know where the still is going to end up uh, as far as seeding goes. So, uh, yeah, you got to watch for Blake Borders these days. He's the real deal. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I've been trying to tell people for weeks they ain't want to hear it. <laughs> but, uh, but as far as, uh, you know, the Patriots go, you never want to give those guys an advantage, man, because they're going to use it every single time. Yeah, And the thing that I don't understand is how in the fuck do you let Rob Gronkowski out of everybody beat you? If nobody else on that fucking team going to beat me, it would have been Rob Gronkowski. Tom Brady would have had a better chance of running fucking read option the whole way down the field and getting a touchdown rather than Rob Gronkowski getting a fucking catch on that drive if I was a defense coordinator. It was like, it wasn't just that they had bad coverage on them. They didn't even cover at all sometimes. <laughs> no like, cover. what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> There's no fucking way. I'm talking about, we letting Tom Brady know once they break the huddle, it's two dudes every play. 87, I got him right here. Me and this guy right here. We got 87. I'm yelling, for the play. Tom Brady, you got to go somewhere else, buddy. I don't give a damn. If we have to hold him, both of us on, on the line right here, we're going to treat him like a punt team gunner. But you are not going to beat me with Rob Gronkowski in that situation. I don't, first of all, <laughs> the Steelers try to run man to man the whole game after running zone yes. for all these years, which, okay, I thought before the game to myself, I'm like, you know what? That would have been a great idea if they didn't fucking announce it to the world the whole week. <laughs> you know that the Patriots make up their game plan from week to week anyway. And you think they weren't going to hear that? You, you just, somebody just couldn't. Keep that under their hat. You know what I'm saying? If they just sprung it on the Patriots, I think it would have been uh, uh, kind of a joke to them in the first half. Like, whoa, all of a sudden they're playing zone, uh, uh, playing man, and we expect <laughs> yeah. zone. But the only thing you heard for days leading into this game, oh, we, we've got breaking news. <laughs> Somebody couldn't keep their mouth shut. And it turns out the Steelers are going to run a lot of man-to-man. Okay, <laughs> fine. And they got torched a little bit of man-to-man throughout the game, too. But you know what? I'd have rather... Get, take your chance of getting torched by Rob Gronkowski rather than just let him run down the field unmolested. I, I don't understand. They picked that term in the game to say, you know what, this man-to-man shit ain't working. So what we're going to do is play zone on everybody but Gronk. Y'all just leave him open because he don't never make plays. Like, for real? <laughs> it was the most absurd thing I've ever seen. I'm sitting there watching it like, I, I'm not a Steelers fan by any means. I can tell you right now, in Memphis, you're either a Steelers fan or a Cowboys fan, basically. And we hate each other. So it's no love lost with, with Steelers fan. My cousin, Clark, is a big Steelers fan, and we still go at it to this day. No love lost. But I'm screaming at my, my TV, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? They just lining up. Hey, hey, I mean, do you have an invisibility cloak on or something? Did he go visit Harry Potter before the game? How do you not come drunk on that last drive? I really, I've been holding this rant in all week because I just don't know what the fuck they were thinking. None of them, the players, the coaches, even the owners in the owner box. Somebody's supposed to call down to the field. What the fuck are y'all doing right now? Seriously. Like, what are they doing? And I still don't have an answer. Uh, no no it just doesn't make any damn sense and that's what i mean that's what sucks about the the afc playoff picture is just like the steelers probably could beat the patriots but at the same time it's like do you trust them 
Do you trust them to do that? I mean, the thing about the Patriots is they just don't shoot themselves in the foot a lot with stuff like that. Listen, if you make a mistake at the end of the game, they are going to make your ass pay. Yeah. That's what it is. So, like, they, they talk about how many games are lost rather than won. And I'll I say that about the, 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 the uh, Patriots, but it kind of works hand-in-hand. When you don't shoot yourself in the foot at the end of the game, you do win a lot of games. You do win by just not fucking up sometimes, just waiting for the other team to fuck up. And invariably, you get a fuck up if you just keep doing that enough. And that's why they're not necessarily lucky. They create their own luck by not jumping off sides, yeah. by not, you know, uh, 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 just making mental errors, coverage busts at the biggest points in the game. <laughs> They don't. They don't spend the week telling you they're going to run man coverage. On. Right. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey! I don't think you heard this shit. Yeah, you. We yeah, know you can't videotape this shit anymore, so we're going to help you out. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I was so frustrated, and, and I, I just had to wonder their defense coordinator, who had been holding this all year. I'm sure he was thinking, "Man, I'm gonna have this in my back pocket the whole season. I'm gonna spring it on." I'm going to spring it on. And he looks and checks his Twitter and sees <laughs> the Steelers are going to run, run man-to-man this week. It's supposed to be a surprise. Like, what? Oh, man. I, it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. It was even, it was so astonishing. It was such an astonishing finish to the game. That by the time the night game rolled around and they whipped out a freaking note card to measure a first down stick, I, I like I didn't even have the capacity to be dumbfounded anymore. Like, oh no, I've seen it all already today. You're gonna pull out a note card? Yeah, that's that's cool. That's that's nothing compared to the cat trying to understand the catch rule. You know what was funny to me is that they didn't even have to do that. Like, why did you need to do that? Yeah. We, we've had so many. Uh, 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 measurements on the field. And I've never seen that before. You trying to tell me that's the closest measurement there's ever been in the NFL? Because, <laughs> like, I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, you can't just make a decision? Either it's a first down or it's not. No, let me show you. <laughs> I think there was, like, a signal to somebody at home or something. Like, you tell them, look, I'm going to signal this to you, and you know I'm thinking about you or something. <laughs> I mean, this just didn't make very much sense to me. It'd be different if you saw this every week. Every week you get, you know, uh, 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 fourth and one, third and one measurements and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of times it's really, really close. Yeah. I've never seen that before. You know, for now, I'm like, is he trying to show everybody he got a black card or something? I mean, what is it? He wants to just... make sure he's got a place on a Trivial Pursuit card down the road. Right. I mean, just like and the whole his whole demeanor the whole time. It was like like he knew he knew this shit was gonna go viral or something, you know? Yeah. Like just, well, I'm gonna do it. I guess I have to. <laughs> but I just I don't look man. It was a it was a kind of crazy day of football. Too. I really I haven't seen anything like it. And then you get <clears throat> excuse me, that whole that stupid touchback rule. Uh, with the Raiders, yeah, <laughs> and, but you get that now. You do get that like either once or uh, every other. Yeah, week that's or... been common this year. Like I've, right. I've seen it more this season than I have the last few seasons for sure. It just never makes any sense to me though. No, like why? Why would that change possession? Yeah. If anything, let, okay, let's penalize them and take them back, and now you're, you're at the ten, right? Maybe if you start off at the third and one, so that's a big penalty, or whatever. But, you know, moving back to the 10 would make more sense to me. But you get all the way to the goal line. And, well, just short of the goal line. And a ball spurts through and goes out the end zone. I don't understand why you penalize somebody. You know, we talk about every inch counting and the guys giving their all. Dude is stretching out, trying to make the most of it, trying to make a play. And we penalize him. Not because the other team picks the ball up, but because it goes out of the end zone. It just doesn't make a whole make a whole lot of sense to me. Nobody's really ever been able to explain to me why that makes sense. And it's just something I think that we keep doing just because we've always done it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not even really something you could game plan for. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
every other penalty or every other situation kind of it, it's set up for you to be able to game plan for that. Yeah. This is just a fluke thing. You say, well, you know, nobody's ever really, you know, trying to make the ball go out of the end zone when somebody fumbles it. You, you're trying to recover it so you can get the touchback. Yeah. But I mean, and even if you tried to knock it out of bounds, they penalize you for that. So it's just, it's the dumbest, dumbest, dumbest situation in football. Yeah, and it really they're never is. Change it. But they're never going to change. No, and it, you know, and it not even like, I mean, it's it, it's arguably one of those dumb situations that is pretty easy to fix. Like you don't really, I mean, you don't, you don't have to have a PhD in what a catch is, and what a, what constitutes a football movement to fix this rule. I mean, it, it's a pretty easy one. I mean. You know, there are any, the, the biggest challenge would be just agreeing on one solution because there's several possible solutions for it. But yeah, I, I ain't going to hold my breath for that to get fixed. So. Right. And, 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 you know, it's just like, why, why should we fix it? Is it, we've always had it and it's never been, a, yes, it has been a problem. I'm sure it's been a problem because nobody likes it. There's nobody that defends this rule. I've never seen anybody say, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. Not one guy. And we get bad takes every fucking day, right? You oh, see yeah. Bad takes on Twitter. I've never seen anybody defend this rule. <laughs> Not even in a Russian box. <laughs> this rule, I mean, this rule is so bad. It didn't even make the list of 32 backup quarterbacks that are better than everybody else in the NFL. The hottest of hot takes this season. Oh, I, okay. So I do, I wanted to come back to the Jaguars because I'll just, I'm going to come out and admit it. I'm, I have a little bit of a bias. I think they're fun as shit to watch. They're fun as hell. They've got attitude. They've got good players. I mean, they're kind of just rolling up teams now too. So how, like, you look at these this team heading into the playoffs. They locked down their spot already. They're probably going to win the AFC South. They have a chance to get a second seed in the playoffs, too, which would give them a bye in the first round. How, what do you think about the Jags in the playoffs? Oh, I think uh, whoever faces them should be very afraid. First of all, we're going to talk so much shit about whichever team loses to the Jaguars in the playoffs. <laughs> So if that's your team, you just get prepared for that. We're going to roast the shit out of you. And I'm going to probably pick the Jazz to win anyway, so it ain't like it's going to be a surprise. But when that happens, oh, you're going to get your ass roasted right off of Twitter. <laughs> just understand that. But at the same time, this team is the scariest team in the NFL right now. It used yeah. to be the Eagles until Wentz went down. But I'm telling you right now, the scariest thing that could have happened this season is actually fucking happening. Blake Bortles <clears throat> is playing pretty good. Yeah. And I'm not talking about not losing the game, right? I was happy with that for them earlier in the season. I talked to y'all for weeks now telling you that Blake Bortles was getting better. Y'all didn't want to listen to me. <laughs> but even then, when he was playing better, you know, I, I was hesitant. I didn't want to crown him. And we all know that it's easy for a guy to revert back. But at the time, he just wasn't losing the game. He wasn't really making those big turnovers like he used to. He wasn't making those big, dumb throws. He did end up doing that a little bit at the end of the Arizona game. But other than that, he wasn't losing the games. Now? Shit, now he is lighting people's ass up. Just, just Davion Clowney called him trash after the game, and that's fine. But if trash just, I mean, completely... <laughs> dominated you like that what does that make you <laughs> and i'm a clowny fan i like oh, yeah. defense pretty well but you can't call nobody trash after they light your ass up like that <laughs> Blake Bortles was dropping dimes last week right i'm talking about all over the place and his number one receiver isn't even really playing away isn't playing at all uh, uh alan robinson he's on ir yeah. Uh, his second best receiver isn't hasn't been playing much. Alan Hearns, he's been throwing to a lot of guys you probably ain't even really heard of. Marquise Lee, right? Yeah. And and and, and you know what? Because most people don't follow the Jaguars. And I, we talked about this before. Most people follow their team. Yep. So unless their team played the Jags, they don't really know how the Jaguars are winning. But let me let me hit you to this too. They've been winning without Leonard Fournette. He didn't play last yeah. week. So when you're telling me that you have the luxury 
of sitting for net and letting him really get healthy and they can still beat you. I'm just telling you, man, that fucking defense is championship caliber. Okay. Their running backs, especially when Fournette is in, are definitely championship caliber. Okay. They got Chris Ivory. They got the other kid uh, out of Alabama a couple years ago, and he's been running well. Yeah. The offensive line is playing better. The rookie, Cam Robinson, has been holding up pretty well for a rookie at left tackle. But I'm just telling you, Blake Bortles, man, if he keeps playing like this, woo, it's going to be so many people mad at Duval. You know how long Duval been waiting to unleash hell during the playoffs? Yes. You know how many years they done had to be quiet while everybody yes. else is all trash in, 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 in January and February? Man, I'm just telling you, don't let Blake Bortles beat you. <laughs> Do not let it happen. You might not have no choice. The way he's playing here lately, especially with that defense playing well, but just understand, do not let Blake Bortles beat you and your favorite team. <laughs> I mean, he's last since since for the month of December, seven touchdowns, no interceptions. He's number one in QBR, nine point nine yards per attempt. I mean, the guy like if you just saw his December stats, you wouldn't think it was Blake Bortles. You'd think it was freaking Peyton Manning. Listen, I'm telling you, and people try to make all this, people who don't watch film and haven't watched the games, they're going to keep on continuing to kind of rationalize this. They ain't going to believe that Blake Bortles ain't got better. You know, I've been telling you for weeks. been telling you for weeks. Didn't want to believe it, but I told you. I told you. I, I saw his confidence come back. This preseason, Blake Bortles didn't have any confidence. Yeah. He was throwing, he was throwing prayers. He was praying after he released the football that the ball went where he wanted it to go. Now he's slinging it where he wants it to go. He really is. He's making good decisions. And, and you know, I, I, I'll admit to it. When they said that he was, a, they named him the starter because of his athletic ability and his running ability before the season started, <laughs> I remember laughing pretty oh, hard. Yeah. But it turns out the guy has been running his ass off too. They get in a good two or three read options a game with Blake Bortles. And every time people just keep forgetting that he can run and he takes off for 10 yards. So Blake Bortles has been playing his ass off here lately. Now, could he still fall off? Of course. Yeah. But I'm just telling you right now, if you're going into the game expecting Blake Bortles to help your team win, that ain't really been happening lately. And with a defense as good as what Jacksonville has, especially up front, man, you better hope he starts turning the football over or some people not only going to lose to the Jaguars heading into the playoffs, somebody might get their ass blown out. <laughs> yeah. And when you look at that AFC field, there's not a lot. Of, I mean, you know, the, the Jags have beat the Steelers once already this season. And the rest of that AFC field is not, I mean, you know, I, I get it like the Ravens are playing better lately. And, and, you know, not everyone's just a total pushover. But if the Jags are playing their best football, there's not a lot of teams in that field that can stop them. Oh, and you might have to come to Duval. <laughs> you might have to come to Duval in the playoffs. I'm just telling you, you better consider it. I have to come to Duval. And then what you gonna do? Then what you gonna do when you have to go to Duval in the playoffs? I, I can't I, wait. I can't wait to see it. I pray for it. I mean, the fact that if we get a whole another month of Jalen Ramsey trash talking his way to the Super Bowl, I mean, that's the kind of stuff just as an editor you live for. Yes, I need more Jalen Ramsey trash talk. I need those Duval fans. We, we got to have this stuff. There's just like, this is just like, it's, it's like if you've, at, if you've at all entertained the idea like, oh, NFL's boring. Oh, the NFL's football's boring. I'm done with it. It's boring. Man. You're walking away too soon because you're in for a treat. You're just in for a real treat with the Jags at the playoffs. Can you imagine the trash talk we are here from Jalen Ramsey about Tom Brady? Can you imagine him trash talking Tom Brady? For real, for real? I mean, think about this. Oh, my God. I I mean, he ain't going to spare anybody. No. Right? So Jalen Ramsey, look, I just tell you, you better not let him beat you. 
You better not let them beat you. <laughs> it really don't matter, because even if you lose, Jalen Rams is still going to talk trash. But you bet not let him beat you. You bet not. He's going to call Tom Brady so much trash. Oh, Lord, I can't wait. I just want to see it. Somebody, I don't care who, I, they got to lose. Whoever played them in the playoffs, the, the, you know, they might have a bye. I keep saying the first round, they might have a bye. They yeah. might not even play in the first round, which is just weird to say. But whoever they play in that first playoff game, oh, Lord, I just want them to, I want them to, I want Jacksonville to win that playoff game so we can see Duval just partying in the stands. Oh, my God. Just partying. I can't even imagine. <laughs> oh, you know all the shit people are talking, all the tarp jokes and, and all that they done had to put up with. London, all, time, all that shit. Man, listen. Don't let Blake Bortles still beat you. I'm just telling you. you woo, Duval gonna be off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait. I mean, I really, like, I... Woo, you can't, I, I can't, I can't stay neutral for that. That's just too much. This is just gonna be too awesome. I can't, I cannot wait to see what happens with that. Well, I don't care. Whoever they play the first round of playoffs, I'm just telling you, I'm picking against you. I'm picking against you. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing personal about you. I just feel like Duval deserves this. They do. I mean, they, they, they do, they deserve, man. They absolutely deserve it. And I want to see it happen. So, you know, you just have to excuse for one week. <laughs> oh, man. it's a, You know, and it's a team that's like, you think about that. They, I mean, take the Bortles thing out of it entirely. But you got that defense. You got that running game. I mean, that's the kind of stuff you win with in January. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I know that's sort of a cliche, too. And I don't mean to just, you know, trade in bad media cliches. But, you know, if you can play killer defense and run the shit out of the football like that, you are gonna you can win some games in January. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, the thing about it is, I've said all along, football is not rocket science, right? And so the thing that used to confuse me about the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, when it came to Blake Borders, is even when he was struggling, they wouldn't pull back and try to to to, to lean on the running game. Yeah, right. And, and every how many people said, "Why aren't the Jaguars leaning on the running game so they can kind of hide Blake Borders until he gets his confidence back?" Every week, everybody's saying the same thing. Why aren't they running the football more? They come in this year. What do they do? Run the fucking ball. And like <laughs> I said, it ain't just been Leonard Fournette because he's been banged up throughout the season. He's missed a couple games now. So it's not just that Leonard Fournette is there. They're committing to run the football regardless. And then they know that that defense is so good that in the fourth quarter, if it's close, they have a chance every game. They don't let Blake Borders throw them out the game anymore. And now, since he has his confidence back, he can actually make plays for them, positive plays for them as well. Last week, man, I'm telling you, that wasn't a good for Blake Borders game he had against the Texans. That was just a good-ass game by a quarterback, period. Yeah. You look at the throws he made, man. A lot of those guys weren't wide open. He had some really good touch and some real good accuracy on a lot of those balls. So, like I said, I mean, I'm still hesitant (laughs) to hitch my bandwagon to him, right? I mean, it's still Blake Bortles. Yeah. But I'm just telling you, you better hope that guy reverts back or has a crisis of confidence or something. Because if he keeps playing like this, a lot of people are in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I just realized, too, that they lost to the Titans in the second week of the season. And that's who they play to finish the season. I I, I can't imagine they're going to let – if they remembered all the shit Michael Bennett said about the Jag, the offhand comment Michael Bennett made about losing the Jaguars losing by 50, just imagine what they have in store for the Titans in Week 17. <laughs> And look, the Titans are kind of limping through yeah. the end of the season, too. So, it kind of literally, too, because Mariota's been banged up. Yeah. And look, Mariota, not at 100%, with that defensive line on his ass, whoo! Oh, man. It could get ugly. <laughs> yeah. uh, ugly fast. Woo! If he throws an interception to Jalen Ramsey, all that could get ugly. <laughs> all that could get ugly fast. That could get ugly fast. <laughs> I just keep that clip of Jalen Ramsey just keeps going through my mind every time I think about the playoffs this year. The one from, oh, the one, just the emphatic disrespect the man shows. I'm just like, that's, it's a beautiful moment. I just, every bit of, every second of that clip. 
<laughs> I think they even have it. The bold, the bold city people even have a T-shirt. <laughs> well, the thing is, the thing about Jalen Ramsey that that gets you is like he doesn't. He's not emotional when he says it. No, it's almost like matter of fact. Like man, he's garbage. I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. He's, he's terrible. <laughs> And, it, yes. you know, he's all making all the little eye movements and head movements and stuff. And it's just like, you know, I'm not saying he's terrible. He just <laughs> is terrible. You know what I'm saying? He's not all, oh, I can't believe this. And so it, it's so matter of fact, man. It just makes it even more effective. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't like, I don't dislike this guy. He's just way worse than me. Yeah. Well, I'm just like, it was the, it's the AJ Green thing. I mean, you know, like the, to call, going after AJ Green for being soft and weak and just be like, I mean, in the same way we would say like, will the Jaguars play the Titans in week 17? Just as matter of fact as you can possibly be about it. I mean, you, you can't right. imagine Steve Smith talking about somebody that way. No way. I mean, it's different. It's just. <laughs> well, Steve Smith's like, I'm going to beat your ass. Yeah. And and this, I saw so. the fourth. Right. But Jalen Ramsey was like, all I did was tell him that his time was up. You know, he, he's <laughs> running out of time. He's terrible. He's, he's on the downside of his career. That's all I told him. I was just telling the truth. You know, and, and, and it was like so sincere. Like, it was like, I don't know why he was upset. I was just telling him the truth. I was just giving him the scouting report. You know, he's on the downside of his career. He's done. He crashed. <laughs> I mean, I just watched film. That's all. <laughs> and I'm sure that's probably made AJ Green that much more pissed off about it because he wasn't all rah, rah, rah. <laughs> like he was saying it like he really meant it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you can dismiss a guy that's ranting and raving more so than somebody that's real sincere, has a real sincere tone in their voice when they call you trash. <laughs> And it just makes it even more effective, too. You know what I mean? Just when you hear it presented like, no, matter of fact, here it is. Right. <laughs> because you can't put it on them just hating. You know what I'm saying? No, oh, exactly. Because who hates when they just that calm, right? It's, like I said, it's just, you're almost thrown off. Like, how do you even handle this? Should I escalate? Should I yell and scream? But he's not yelling and screaming. Um, I mean, what I say? No, I'm not. I mean, <laughs> what is your response to that? <laughs> Yeah, you know, you're out of here. You're gonna be out to leave in a couple of years. Uh, but but that's cool though. I'm just covering you today. I'm gonna shut you down, but you know, I don't really mean to. I'm just so much better than you. Uh, I hope you know. Good luck in the rest of the season. I mean, just like it's so funny watching him because he does it every single week too. And is every once in a while he'll even give somebody some respect. But at the end of the day. He's always going. He's going to give that backhand to compliment right at the end. You know? <laughs> yeah, and the best. I just saw this too. Jaguars fans are so salty. I mean, not salty. That's not the word I'm looking for. But the 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 the, the revenge that's coming from Duvall. There's there's sending people are those Jags fans are sending trash cans to Clowney. They're sending trash cans to the Texans team headquarters well <laughs> people don't understand how passionate jaguars fans are man and, and how special it is because it is hard to keep fans that fired up for a team that has been perennially terrible yeah right and and, and they just keep their heads so they they are feisty as ever but that's the thing I, I always say this about uh stuff like you know trash talk uh people ask somebody asked me about somebody trash talking at the end of a game where they're already getting blown out. And I'm like this, if you're going to trash talk, do it all the time. Yeah. Don't just trash talk when you're up. <clears throat> you mm-hmm. know, if that's who you really are, be that guy for all 60 minutes. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with it. I have a problem with it when you only talk shit when you're up. Yeah. Right? Talk shit the whole time. And that's what Jazz fans do. Up, down, season good, season bad. I bet you won't say nothing about the talk on Twitter. Say something about the top on Twitter. I double dog dare you. Because I'm going to retweet you. And I'm going to move out the way. I bet you won't. Oh, God. Can you imagine all those tweets that are going to get surfaced? All those tweets from oh, five, Cole, six three, years three, ago. Exposed, they're going to have a field day. I promise you. Oh, man. Oh, man. They're gonna, I, Jags fans might have their own free to code take. They might just take over the account. And retweet every because they are man. Listen, they are feisty all the time. They were feisty last year. They were feisty the year before that. Now they just have even more reason to be feisty. So I'm telling you, <laughs> watch out. 
<laughs> oh god, it's gonna be great. It's just gonna be great. Hey, all right. Before we get too far along, I did want to come back to something in the NFC because, um, like, it's a much like I think top to bottom the playoff pick the playoff teams in the NFC. It's a better group, like I say, top to bottom than the AFC. But it's hard to kind of settle on which one's the best right now. You don't. It, I, I guess you don't have that clear favorite anymore. I mean, record-wise, it's the Eagles. They still have a game over the Vikings for the one and two spot. And we saw the first game, you know, with Nick Foles in place of Carson Wentz, and it wasn't – offensively, it wasn't as bad. I, I was a little surprised that they let the Giants keep it as close as they did. But um, where – what? what's the – how do you read the NFC right now? I mean, Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, if you look, if you're looking at a good situation, it's hard to overlook Minnesota. Yeah. Strong defense, strong running game. Quarterbacks has been playing much better than we thought he would. And should Case Keenum start to falter, you have Teddy Bridgewater waiting in the wings, and you might even have. Uh, uh, Bradford come back too off our arm. That yeah. might be an option. So who has a better setup than that? Yeah. And, and it looks like, you know, we don't know about Foles. They they won last week. Uh, uh, the Eagles did with Foles at the helm, but a lot of people who didn't watch the game wouldn't know that the Eagles were down for a little bit in that game. Yeah. Right? So, it, you know, you look at the final score and you look at the stats, it looked like they dominated the whole game, but they did not. No. They did not. The, the Giants kind of, of course, helped their own demise as they as they are want to do. Yeah. But um, you know, against a better team, we'll see how that Eagles team holds up. But if they falter and you get Minnesota with the number one overall seat and then you got to go see them during these playoffs, good luck. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I played up there. I didn't, I didn't play where they play now. But those fans get loud as hell Yeah. up there. Over anything, so and, and you're gonna be on our own own turf. Up, I'm just telling you, you name somebody with a better situation. I I like the Rams; <laughs> they, they really made were impressive last week against Seattle. Uh, but yeah, you know, if you are the Rams and you have to go to Minnesota, y'all already coming from west to east. Yeah, and that can be a problem. Yeah, and then you get in there and and and, and we'll see. When they yeah. get loud and you have to block that defensive line and they got a whole bunch of monsters up front, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But yeah, I just think defensively, there are a few that are playing better than the Vikings, especially in the NFC. Yeah. So, uh, and Case Keenum, as long as Case Keenum keeps holding up, or even if he falters, they have to turn to another guy. They, they're just ready. <clears throat> they're yeah. ready right now. So, I mean, against my better judgment, because <laughs> you, you Case Keenum, and you just get nervous. But I've been watching. I mean, I've been waiting and watching, waiting for him to falter, wait for, waiting for him to show his real self or revert back to the Case Keenum I'm used to. This is a new guy. Yeah, it really you know, is. He really is. Much like Jared Goff is a, is a new new guy this year. For the Rams. Yeah. But uh, uh, as long as Kim is playing as well as he is, doesn't have to be off the charts good. He does not have to. No. But they still can run the football. Their defense is still exceptional. So as long as he's playing as well as he is right now, give me the Vikings. Yeah. I saw something today. They're, the Vikings are – I think this only happened five or six times. I mean, you know, the season's not over, so this could change. But – Vikings are top five passing offense, a top five rushing offense, a top five rushing defense, a top five passing defense. <laughs> and I think all but one of those teams that had that went to the Super Bowl. It's pretty uh, amazing to be in the top of every single damn category like that. Right. I was going to say, I wonder if uh, the Packers not having uh, Aaron Rodgers effects that when they play them, I, I would yeah. have to look that up, but. Uh, regardless of who's on your schedule, right? They're probably on other people's schedule too. Yeah. So uh, those stats are legit regardless. At this point in the season, to have those kind of stats on both sides of the football, like you said, it's unheard of. Yeah. Uh, you can't get any more balanced than that. No. So 
and, and I like their coach. I really do. I like I like Coach Zimmer. Uh, I know he had the the iron problems and health problems last year, but we don't even really talk about that anymore because he's just so so good. He's just so consistent. He's he's the same guy every single week. Yeah, and he has them prepared every single week. I mean, think about the stuff he's gone through the last couple of seasons, both personally and the stuff going on with the team. Yeah, you, you're with you're basically starting the third team guy now, and, and you're still maybe going to end up with the first seed overall in the NFC. It just depends on how it ends up, but you're right there, you know, in 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 striking distance. I put it that way. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he's done a hell of a job this year. With what's been given up. And, and the Ricky running back goes down. Yeah. And he was a sensation. And you still overcome that. And so just, you know, when you really kind of take a step back and look at it, he's uh uh Mike Zimmer has made a strong case for coach of the, the year. I know that the turnaround in LA with the Rams is a big deal, as is how uh Philadelphia has played this year. But don't overlook what the Vikings have done and Mike Zimmer has done in Minnesota this year in spite of all those injuries and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's been really impressive. I mean, just from top to bottom. And Cook was hot. Dalvin Cook, the running back, he was hot. He was on fire when he went down, too. Right. And we don't even talk about him anymore, right? No, no. Like, people, a lot of people probably forgotten about that until you, until you mentioned it. But, yeah, I mean, he was on fire. And, and then, it, you know, everybody was kind of wondering, well, who's going to uh, take up the slack when he went down? Latavius Murray has played well. Uh, uh, McKinnon. Uh, McKinnon has played well. And, and so they've still been able to kind of lean on the running game uh, and use those guys out of the backfield in the passing game as well. Yeah. And, and Thielen, Adam Thielen, has been a revelation. <laughs> right? Yeah. One of the best – You we say this – you can say this every single week and it'll be true. The best wide receiver we don't talk about enough. Yeah. No matter how much you're talking about Adam Thielen, we probably still aren't talking about him enough. Because he's the number one guy on that team, and, and this is a team that's just leading their their uh, division and may have the number one seed. Normally, the number one wide receiver on that team gets a hell of a lot more press than he's been getting. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that team, when you really take a good look at it, they're stacked. They're ready, man. They're built for the playoffs, and it's going to be exciting to see how things go for them once the playoffs do start. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, we have one kind of it's it's kind of a lopsided week for games, but there is one big one. That's the the Falcons at the Saints. Not only do you have the rivalry factor, it's you know there's some marbles on the line in this one. There's playoff seating, playoff position at stake here. Who'd you pick for that one? I, I don't have the picks in front of me, but I I think I picked the Saints just because I felt like it was the, since it was a home game for them that was sort of the deciding factor for me, but. I you mean, can't really Saints, go on my picks. <laughs> right. The Saints, I just feel like with those two running backs, when they're both healthy, they can beat almost anybody. Yeah. So, you know, that I think that first game, uh, uh, Kamara got hurt. Uh, I, I think that was a Falcons game. Mm-hmm. He got the concussion yeah. and couldn't finish the game. And it was a totally different team after that. Yeah. But when he's playing and, and Mark Ingram are playing and they can kind of, you know, be, give that one-two punch to you, you can't really – ever stay on balance because once you get ready for Ingram, here comes Kamara. Man, that is a tough team to defend. Yeah. So I went with the Saints. I just think throughout this season, even though the, the records are similar, I can't remember. I think one of them, maybe the Saints have won one more game at this point or something. Yeah, one but, more. Uh, but to me, the Saints have put forth a more consistent effort every week, even in the games that they've lost. I just feel like they've been the same team every week, whereas the Falcons have been so up and down, it's hard to really uh, believe in them at this point. Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, it, all that talking don't matter. And we know that this is a huge kind of under-the-radar rivalry game. Uh, those those uh, Falcons fans are, are, are going to travel and go down to that game, and it's going to be a hell of a game. It's going to be a hell of an atmosphere, oh, yeah. uh, especially with everything that's on the line. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the Falcons, I think, still have an outside chance or still have a good chance, actually, to get in in, in the playoffs. But I think that kind of goes away if they lose this game to the Saints. So we'll see how it goes out. And for the Saints, uh, you know, you're 10-4 and four, tied with the Panthers. So you can't afford to lose this game either. All of a sudden, you go from 
uh, winning the division in first place in the division and, and hosting a playoff game to maybe being on the outside looking in too. Yeah. So you, you, both teams have huge stakes in this game, man. I think it's going to be a play playoff atmosphere. Yeah. And I, I I hope that the game itself lives up to that. But but we know sometimes these <laughs> games can be a little bit lopsided. Yeah, I, I, I still don't trust Sarkis. <laughs> right. I mean, how could you? How, how could you exactly. Then the Panthers, speaking of the Panthers, they look pretty good. They do. They do. Uh, they won't have Thomas Davis this week, and, and that's a big deal. Uh, he, he definitely – look, I played in a different era. Yeah. Okay? That kind of hit is what you live for back when I was playing. But that was also before we knew about CTE and all these things that come from those kind of hits as well as sub-concussive hits. Yeah. I, I, I think about uh, – uh, uh, what's the wide receiver? Heinz Ward. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and with the Steelers, how many times did we see him lay guys out with those kind of hits? And he'll he get all kind of accolades and everybody talk about how tough he is and best blocking wide receiver, but it's not the same league anymore. You just can't nope. do that. And he had plenty of time to lay off that block, or at least that way. Yeah. Normally I will defend guys if it's a situation where, you know, uh 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 a defensive receiver or something, and the guy ducks at the last minute. Thomas Davis made no attempt to hit that guy anywhere but the head. He basically speared him with his helmet and used his helmet as kind of a a weapon. Yeah. And like I say, I can't sit up here and and just, you know, completely browbeat him without also mentioning the context that, yes, we did this shit on the regular back in the day. Yeah. But – as the saying goes, when you know better, you're supposed to do better. Yeah. We, we I can tell you, man, back then, yeah, uh, uh, it, something's kind of been bothering me. I saw this rant uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'm trying to remember who it was. Uh, it was a Steelers safety, I think, and he was rant, uh, rant about old school football. Man, listen, yeah, <laughs> I was part of that old school football and, and knocking people out. And 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 you know, yeah, uh, going head hunting and all that good shit because we ain't know, because we ain't know any better. Like nobody thought about the long term effects on your brain. I'm telling you, like when I when I was playing, the thing I was most worried about was being able to walk and stuff like that at, at an old age because you you go to these conventions and stuff and you see these retired players and they're in wheelchairs or they have. A, a walking cane or yeah. you know they, they talk so much about how much they hip hurt or they had a hip replacement surgery and I was so worried about being ambulatory and being able to move around and it never occurred to me that there were guys who played football who weren't there who couldn't come because they were in a, incapacitated in a different way yeah their, their mental faculties weren't what they once were and they they couldn't go because of that. But it never occurs to you. You only see, you only go by what you see. You don't go by what you don't see. But now the the, the curtain's been pulled back, man. We know where this journey ends. I have <laughs> memory issues now. Yeah. And a bunch of guys do. I, I don't even talk about this much, but there was a guy here um, that played, he played NFL football at one time. I didn't know this. At mm-hmm. the time, but he opened a restaurant here, mm-hmm. uh, a real place. And I went in there, and I, I liked the food. So I ended up uh, uh, meeting him. Turns out he played football. And some years after meeting him, a couple years after meeting him, this guy ends up killing himself, right? He had had a wife and kids, I think. And all of a sudden, his behavior had totally changed. He started being erratic, had a lot of uh, 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 high-risk behaviors. Uh, was started doing drugs, and then he was one of those first guys that they discovered CTE in. Mm. And I'm looking. I mean, you would have never known. You wouldn't. When I met that guy, it, it seemed like he had the world in his hands. He had found something to do. He had his own restaurant. Business was booming, and that's how it ended for him. 
And it, and it's ended that way for a lot of other people before we knew about CTE. And we just assumed that, you know, they just went down the wrong path. But we know better now. We know better now. Yeah. And so we have to do better. Guys have to protect each other on stuff like that. If Thomas Davis lowers his aiming point and, and just comes out of his hips the exact same way and hits that guy on the shoulder, <clears throat> it's still a huge hit. Yeah. It's still a ooh-wee hit, but nobody gets hurt. Yeah. There's no concussion. There's no chance of it. Yeah. And so when you have that shot, man, either don't take it or just aim a little bit lower. This wasn't a bang bang play. This wasn't, you know, a guy catching the ball uh, uh, over over the middle where I can kind of make a case that, okay, well, that guy ducked. You can't really make those kind of changes like that. This was a situation where he had plenty of time to lower his aiming point or just not take the shot at all. And he took the shot. So, uh, I'm glad that they suspended him. Even though I like Thomas Davis, I think he's a great guy on and off the field. When you do bad shit, no matter what your reputation is on and off the field, you should be punished for. And because you got to send a a message that this is no longer acceptable. And, you know, I am thankful that they also reduced it to one game after they gave Rob Gronkowski only one game for basically dropping an atomic elbow on the back of a guy's head because he was quote unquote frustrated at the end of the game where the Patriots was blowing somebody out. Yeah. I mean, that's the, I know it's been a couple of weeks, but I just want to weigh in and say, that's so fucking absurd. The people that were defending him saying he was frustrated at the yeah. end of a game where they were blowing the team out. It wasn't a fucking close game. And, and, off, and it was on the sideline. It was like off the field. It wasn't even, it was away from the play. Freaking right. Uh, well, no, it, it was the interception. Yeah. I mean, the guy intercepted the ball that was going to him. But still, I mean, who gives a shit? They were up like 17 points or something at that yeah. point. They, it wasn't going to be a comeback. This, this wasn't a close game. He just did the shit because he could do the shit. Yeah. And so when you, whether it's taking a shot you don't need to take or thinking you fucking uh, uh, Hulk Hogan and doing an atomic elbow, we have to do a better job of policing this stuff. Yeah. So fewer guys go down that, that CTE path and you don't see them at function. Yeah. No, and I think that too. I mean, I think about that a lot, you know, from a media perspective, because people ask you all the time. It's like, you know, what's going to happen to the game? What's going to I mean, just like, it has to change. If you want football to survive, it's got to change. There's no and question. There's no it, way. It, it, There's no question it. about it. And it has That's to the thing about Right, right. That's the thing about it is people keep acting like, what's it going to be? We've already seen it change for the better. We've already seen... Yeah you know, fewer guys going for those kind of kill shots. And that's the whole reason why it's so shocking now when you do see it. Yeah. Because the behavior has changed. We have gotten guys to not do that on a regular basis. So when it happens, instead of it happening 15 times every Sunday, it's happening two or three times every Sunday, and it's a shock to the system. Yeah. So that's that's what's going to happen. It's going to be safer, and people are going to continue to watch. Yeah. Look, let's be honest. People would probably watch if we played flag football on TV because people tend to watch sports regardless. That's the reason why ESPN has like 17 channels and Fox Sports (laughs) has 14 of their own. Yeah. Right? And you people up late watching fucking poker tournaments and you're trying to tell me they won't watch football (laughs) just because people aren't headhunting? Are you really? I mean, look, man, uh, you know, they decriminalizing weed all around the world. You know, if you got some, you know, just let me know. You know, you got, you got some good shit over there talking about well, what is going to happen. People are going to keep watching. That, yeah. let, let me let me let me clue you in. Let me look into my crystal ball and give you the answer. What's going to happen is people are going to keep watching, and the game will be safer as long as yep. guys continue to get better. It won't be overnight. No. And yes, there's going to be people who complain and say that hey, this is old school, and I don't fuck you. Yeah. Because well, none of those people want you to get lifetime health insurance. Yeah. Ain't none of them out advocating that uh, the NFL take care of you if you have these mental health issues. Because they'll be the first person to say after they talk that shit about old school football and you start complaining about your memory loss, they'll be the same ones tweeting you talking about, oh, you knew what you signed up for. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Exactly. You can keep that shit to yourself. Yeah. It's funny that the sea change of that too, is just like, we have, you know, 
we have a lot of younger writers on staff now and you know they're in their early 20s and they're you know we saw that thomas davis play or a couple other plays this season similar to that you know and and they're like you know their question is should we show that i mean should we put the the gif in the post with that should we even can we show that and it's like you know what i mean and you know i think because of the situation and it's a questionable hit i mean i think it's okay to show it it's not like we're glorifying it or anything like that but just the fact that that comes up as a question from a viewer in you know who who didn't who grew up with football at a different point than we did and like it's like i have I don't know why I still have them because it's not like you're going to find a VHS player just laying around either. But like I still have those old fucking crunch course tapes. So there's literally like videotapes put out by Sports Illustrated and NFL Films are 45 minutes of those kind of hits. And worse. With and wacky worse. music, you know. Right, with all kind of wacky music, making it fun. And yeah. It, you know, you see guys concussed and yeah. moving around and they're making fun of them. And that used to be how you promoted the league. Yeah. Because we didn't know. Of course, you had a fucking head doctor telling people that concussions were good for you. Well, too. yeah. So, you know, you, you want to take all that with a grain of salt. <laughs> a rheumatist. Not even yeah, neurologist. But yeah, that, that does kind of speak to the difference in in, in football errors. Yeah. You know, because you go from promoting that stuff as a league to discouraging it. And, it, and it's kind of whiplash for us older guys. But for younger people, they just kind of, that's kind of all they know. Yeah. So they they are a little bit more repulsed by it because you know for them they never saw they never saw even the commercials for those videos those oh, videos. they probably wouldn't even know anything about them if you mentioned it you, know, you have to probably pull it up online and show them on YouTube or something they'll show up in one of those old Sports Illustrated windbreakers before they see those again. They really will. <laughs> well, man, we are cruising into an hour and 10 minutes, so we'll, I'm going to wrap it up, but we've still got some stuff to talk about. We didn't even talk about the biggest Panther story, and I don't want to totally shelve that. I want to come back to that next week because I think the stuff with Jerry Richardson hits on a bigger story nationally, and, and I think we, you know, it's a story that you know we can't just cram into the last 30 seconds or so here. So, Right. We'll put that on the table, but we will hit that next week, I guarantee you. Um, because I think there's a lot to talk about it. And quite frankly, I won't be surprised. I would be awfully surprised if that's the last name in sports um, to get wrapped up in the, in the harassment stuff. Yeah. I'm actually kind of, kind of uh, surprised that, that it, it's taking this long for something like that to come yeah. up with the owner or something. But, but yeah, like you said, we'll see. Yeah. And even the media, I mean, quite frankly, I mean, you know, it, it was just the week before that you had, Falk and some of those guys at NFL Network in, you know, suspended for similar things. So it's, uh, I suspect this is just sort of the first few drops of the, of that in the, in the, in the sports world. Yep. But, uh, we will hit that next week and we'll have more playoff talk and more games to talk about. And we'll do it again. Can't wait.